Listen to God's Word for March 31st. Today's reading is Judges 2 and 3. May God bless this reading of His Word. Judges 2 Now the angel of the Lord went up from Gilgal to Bochim, and said, I brought you up out of Egypt, and led you into the land that I had promised to your fathers. And I said, I will never break my covenant with you, and you are not to make a covenant with the people of this land, but you shall tear down their altars. Yet you have not obeyed my voice. What is this you have done? So now I tell you that I will not drive out these people before you. They will be thorns in your sides, and their gods will be a snare to you. When the angel of the Lord had spoken these words to all the Israelites, the people lifted up their voices and wept. So they called that place Bochim, and offered sacrifices there to the Lord. After Joshua had dismissed the people, the Israelites went out to take possession of the land, each to his own inheritance. And the people served the Lord throughout the days of Joshua and of the elders who outlived him, who had seen all the great works that the Lord had done for Israel. And Joshua, son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, died at the age of 110. They buried him in the land of his inheritance, at Timnath-Heres in the hill country of Ephraim, north of Mount Gaash. After that whole generation had also been gathered to their fathers, another generation rose up who did not know the Lord or the works that he had done for Israel. And the Israelites did evil in the sight of the Lord and served the Baals. Thus they forsook the Lord, the God of their fathers, who had brought them out of the land of Egypt, and they followed after various gods of the peoples around them. They bowed down to them and provoked the Lord to anger, for they forsook him and served Baal and the Ashtoreths. Then the anger of the Lord burned against Israel, and he delivered them into the hands of those who plundered them. He sold them into the hands of their enemies all around, whom they were no longer able to resist. Wherever Israel marched out, the hand of the Lord was against them to bring calamity just as he had sworn to them. So they were greatly distressed. Then the Lord raised up judges, who saved them from the hands of those who plundered them. Israel, however, did not listen to their judges. Instead, they prostituted themselves with other gods and bowed down to them. They quickly turned from the way of their fathers, who had walked in obedience to the Lord's commandments. They did not do as their fathers had done. Whenever the Lord raised up a judge for the Israelites, He was with that judge and saved them from the hands of their enemies while the judge was still alive. For the Lord was moved to pity by their groaning under those who oppressed them and afflicted them. But when the judge died, the Israelites became even more corrupt than their fathers, going after other gods to serve them and bow down to them. They would not give up their evil practices and stubborn ways. So the anger of the Lord burned against Israel, and he said, Because this nation has transgressed the covenant I laid down for their fathers, and has not heeded my voice, 
I will no longer drive out before them any of the nations Joshua left when he died. In this way, I will test whether Israel will keep the way of the Lord by walking in it as their fathers did. That is why the Lord had left those nations in place and had not driven them out immediately by delivering them into the hand of Joshua. Judges 3 These are the nations that the Lord left to test all the Israelites who had not known any of the wars in Canaan, if only to teach warfare to the subsequent generations of Israel, especially to those who had not known it formerly. The five rulers of the Philistines, all the Canaanites, the Sidonians, and the Hivites who lived in the mountains of Lebanon from Mount Baal Hermon to Lebo Hamath. These nations were left to test the Israelites, to find out whether they would keep the commandments of the Lord, which he had given their fathers through Moses. Thus the Israelites continued to live among the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites. And they took the daughters of these people in marriage, gave their own daughters to their sons, and served their gods. So the Israelites did evil in the sight of the Lord. They forgot the Lord their God and served the Baals and the Asherahs. Then the anger of the Lord burned against Israel, and he sold them into the hand of Cushan Rishathaim, king of Aram Naharaim. And the Israelites served him eight years. But when the Israelites cried out to the Lord, he raised up Othniel, son of Caleb's younger brother Kenaz, as a deliverer to save them. The Spirit of the Lord came upon him, and he became Israel's judge, and went out to war. And the Lord delivered Cushan Rishathaim, king of Aram, into the hand of Othniel, who prevailed against him. So the land had rest for forty years, until Othniel, son of Kenaz, died. Once again the Israelites did evil in the sight of the Lord. So he gave Eglon, king of Moab, power over Israel, because they had done evil in the sight of the Lord. After enlisting the Ammonites and Amalekites to join forces with him, Eglon attacked and defeated Israel, taking possession of the city of Palms. The Israelites served Eglon, king of Moab, eighteen years, and again they cried out to the Lord, and he raised up Ehud, son of Girah, a left-handed Benjamite, as their deliverer. So they sent him with tribute to Eglon, king of Moab. Now Ehud had made for himself a double-edged sword a cubit long. He strapped it to his right thigh under his cloak, and brought the tribute to Eglon, king of Moab, who was an obese man. After Ehud had finished presenting the tribute, he ushered out those who had carried it, but upon reaching the idols near Gilgal, he himself turned back and said, I have a secret message for you, O king. Silence, said the king, and all his attendants left him. Then Ehud approached him while he was sitting alone in the coolness of his upper room. I have a word from God for you, Ehud said, and the king rose from his seat. And Ehud reached with his left hand, pulled the sword from his right thigh, and plunged it into Eglon's belly. Even the handle sank in after the blade, 
and Eglon's fat closed in over it, so that Ehud did not withdraw the sword from his belly, and Eglon's bowels emptied. Then Ehud went out through the porch, closing and locking the doors of the upper room behind him. After Ehud was gone, Eglon's servants came in and found the doors of the upper room locked. He must be relieving himself in the cool room, they said. So they waited until they became worried and saw that he had still not opened the doors of the upper room. Then they took the key and opened the doors, and there was their lord lying dead on the floor. Ehud, however, had escaped while the servants waited. He passed by the idols and escaped to Sierra. On arriving in Sierra, he blew the ram's horn throughout the hill country of Ephraim. The Israelites came down with him from the hills, and he became their leader. Follow me, he told them, for the Lord has delivered your enemies the Moabites into your hand. So they followed him down and seized the fords of the Jordan leading to Moab, and did not allow anyone to cross over. At that time they struck down about ten thousand Moabites, all robust and valiant men. Not one of them escaped. So Moab was subdued under the hand of Israel that day, and the land had rest for eighty years. After Ehud came Shamgar son of Anath, and he too saved Israel, striking down six hundred Philistines with an ox goad. Thanks for listening, and join us tomorrow as we listen to God's Word. Questions or comments? Email us at info at org.